Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing? I hope you're keeping well and taking care of yourself. This week, COVID-19 has hit close home. When you can put a name to the deaths, people that you know, people that you interacted with, that changes something in you. Can I be honest here? It has even made me more paranoid. How is it for you? Has COVID-19 become real? Or is it something you just read about? We will be talking about social skills and compassion. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ooko. And when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share about the joys of being present and what this means to me as a spiritual and spirit-filled African. Today's quote is from Nelson Mandela. Our human compassion binds us the one to the other, not in pity or patronizingly, but as human beings who have learned how to turn our common suffering into the hope for the future. End of quote. Welcome to the show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Mindfulness has to be experienced rather than described, and the best way is just to start. Give yourself permission to allow this moment to be exactly as it is and allow yourself to be exactly as you are. So let's practice together by being aware of our next three breaths. We will breathe in through the nose to a count of six, hold it to a count of two, and let the breath out slowly through the mouth to a count of eight. Let's begin. Breathe in through your nose, Hold it. Let the breath out slowly through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through your mouth. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. 
Breathing in, breathing out, letting your breath guide you, letting your breath lead you, not controlling anything, just being at one with your breath. Now take a moment to get closer to your breathing. And just notice if your breathing is shallow or deep, slow or fast, regular or irregular. Just notice. Are you holding your breath? Are you pushing it or is it just flowing normally? Just take time to explore your breathing with this curiosity. This will help you get a good insight into where you are right now. Why do you feel the sensation of your breathing strongly? Is it on your belly as it expands and contracts as you breathe in? Or is it on your chest as it moves up and down as you breathe? Wherever that area is, Focus on it for a few breaths. Feel each breath. The goal of our mindfulness meditation is to be with each breath. Your mind may wander and you may lose touch with your breathing. That's okay. Simply notice what it is that takes you away and then bring your focus back to the breathing. Don't fight the wandering nature of your mind. Gently, kindly, non-judgmentally, bring your mind back to the breath. Now gently open your eyes. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. Now that we have fully arrived and that we are in the present moment, let's continue with our session on emotional intelligence. I'm super excited that Luna has honored us by joining me again. And if you've been listening to previous podcasts, Luna Odawanguchu is a psychologist, a certified coach at Bloom Consulting Services and founder of Joe Dada, and currently a doctoral student in clinical psychology at USIU. Luna, how are you doing today? 
Fine, thank you, Dorothy. How are you? I'm good. How's your week been? The week has been good. It's been very cold though, but yeah, I'm glad to see the sun again. Right, it's been very cold. How do we battle this? I've been thinking, what do we do psychologically to get us into this warm space because it's really cold? Yes, you have to actually prepare yourself. First of all, physically. Yes. Physically prepare yourself so that you are not lying to yourself that it's not cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, make choices that you are not going to freeze to freeze in this weather when you can actually thrive. Right, exactly. I like that when you can thrive. And our goal is to thrive in this life, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I was just thinking like this week was, you know, Kenya lost one of its loved, uh, beloved comedians, Papa Shirandula. Yes. All sorts of conversations. <laughs> yeah. Um, all sorts of conversations, you know, were seen on social media. And this for me brought to the fore this idea of compassion and the importance yes. of compassion, you know, um, yes. sometimes on social media that lacks. And yes. So maybe we can begin by defining what is compassion. Okay. Compassion is being able to afford, you know, just afford the other person or whoever is going through a thing, afford them the respect, the, um, the feeling, you know, letting them feel what they are feeling and helping them feel what they are feeling. Right. Yeah. Now, listen, um, what about if it's with the bereaved? I think like one of the questions is um, um, when one has um, died because of COVID and what are mm. the reasons why um, you know, um, what, you know, is one observing the, the 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 social protocols, or what is it? How do how do how does one deal with that? Okay, this season is very it's very tricky, and especially for some cultures that uh, handle um, bereavement differently. Right. I know. Yeah, I know that uh, that the COVID does not allow us to do what we have been doing in the past and so it can be very it can throw you in a space that is not very good because you are told for example bury within 24 hours you, you you haven't even made left from right you are not even sure has this person died or not you're still thinking they could wake up and breathe you know right. so yeah when this happens what what are we supposed to do even as um, uh, people who are close to such families one of the ways is to be able to, first of all, be there for them without uh, flouting the rules. Eh? So right. be there either virtually or physically. So you can just send a text to the person and tell them uh, whatever you need, I, I can help. Okay. Or, or if you are a prayerful person, you can tell them I'm praying for you. Whatever it is that will help them feel better. Right. But the thing is, allow them also to do what they need to do in the best way they know how. So, for example, if they need to roll on the floor, because that's the only way they know how to, to, to say what they are feeling or to, to express what they are feeling, 
just let them be just make sure they are not hurt let them give them a flow to just roll on right so giving them the space yes. to mourn in the way that they know how to yes right and how do we offer compassion to ourselves you know we know that we know someone who's lost someone but um i find that sometimes uh we lack self compassion how do we mm-hmm. first of all also take care of ourselves and then take care of others okay in the in the case of grief it's a bit it's it's a process because you cannot just you don't immediately get into that space of wanting to take care of me because it's a loss and a loss is like you've been separated forcibly you know forcefully from someone or something and so the the scars are still very raw and so sometimes you may not uh, be able be able to be in a space of being logical and rational and and composing yourself but the truth the, the thing is when you are aware that this is the space that I'm in I'm in a space of loss then you'll be able to allow yourself to do the things that will make you you know survive let me use the word survive in that space for example if you have lost a loved one or you know someone who has lost a loved one and it's affecting you so much if you are aware of how it's affecting you then you will not go into a spiral of thoughts of thinking maybe you know things that are not there for example if i've lost let's say a friend in uh, in 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 covid mm-hmm. and uh, or or in any other disease if i'm aware that this was a close friend and so i'm allowed to cry i am allowed to 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 maybe to be unable to sleep because of what i am feeling then it's okay so i'm not going to take maybe sleeping pills thinking that there's something wrong with me but i'll be very aware that it's because of the loss that i have gone through that i'm feeling the way i'm feeling and right. it shall be okay with time right and, and yes. so and so that's a very special case because we're talking about grieving what about yes. just you know normal everyday like right now we're talking about covid because covid has very many ways in which it affects us we talked about it in our previous episodes with you without us yes. knowing and our bodies react in different ways and mm-hmm. um you also talked about sometimes we are not aware why we are feeling the way we are feeling and so mm-hmm. i was just thinking how do we also offer this compassion to ourselves when the days when you wake up like yesterday i woke up to be honest and i did not want to get out of bed i was just like in a very terrible place but i acknowledged it and then mm-hmm. was like you know what it's not great but get out and do what you need to do and by mm-hmm. the end of the day i was feeling better but how 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 can we show compassion to ourselves when we're going through this pandemic and each day is different no day is the same how do we offer yeah. ourselves this love this understanding and this compassion okay uh, during this time i know yes the way you said uh, we we may react differently to different days and different situations but again believe me most of the things we respond to and not in our present time we respond mostly to our past wow. so um, yeah sometimes you wake up and if you ask yourself honestly why am i feeling the way i am feeling in the times i have woken up and i ask myself that question and then i remember 
it's because I had a very hectic day yesterday. So, right. see, so what you're saying, the answer <laughs> to the way you're feeling now is yeah. in the past. We, if you need to look yes. at your past at what happened, because that will explain your present status. In a way, yes. In so way. most of the okay. time, we, we our body and even our thoughts respond to the past. But sometimes you have to bring it to the present. And so, for example, the way you said you're not feeling well, uh, you're, you just don't feel like waking up because of how your body is feeling. But when you, pre you bring your body to the present and your mind to the present situation, you tell yourself, today's a new day. I have goals to achieve. I have things to do. So what do I need to do? Wake up from this bed, shower, and get out. And somehow you start feeling the energy of actually doing it. So sometimes when we ruminate on our past, mm -hmm. it makes us feel, and especially if the past wasn't very good, it really puts us down. But one of the gifts you can give yourself is a gift of the present. I love that. I love that. Yeah. One of the gifts you can give yourself, the best gift is actually the gift of the present, the present moment. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is powerful. So yes. It's very, so yes, exactly. It's like, I want to put it out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So bring yourself to the present and ask yourself, where am I right now? I'm in bed. Okay, I am in bed. What am I doing? I'm not sleeping because bed is supposed to be for sleeping. I'm not sleeping. What am I doing? I'm thinking about how I am not feeling so good about me. So is this helping me feel better? Maybe you may answer yourself, yes, and you may need to sleep longer. Right. Sometimes you may ask yourself, no, and you may need to get out of that bed and do what needs to be done. So one of the gifts you can give yourself by just showing yourself you love yourself is bringing yourself to the present. Right. What is it that stops us sometimes from giving ourselves this gift of the present moment? Because we know that's where the answer, uh, as you say, this is the best gift we can give ourselves. What are some of the things in your experience, you know, as you practice, that stop us from wanting to live in the present moment? Oh, we are preoccupied with the past. The past has reference, you see? We always say we learn from our experiences. Our experiences are in the, most of the time in the past. So it has strong references, strong emotional references. So you can say, the last time I felt this way, for example, it was because this and this had happened. And so this is what happened after this. And I felt this way. So again, being having a strong past reference can actually hinder you from living in the present. So you are always thinking about the past. The other thing that can stop you from living in the present is not being confident with yourself that the present can give you something good right have you have you met people have you met people who are always talking about when i was when i was when i was right right yeah so they are not confident with themselves and what this present time can give them so they would rather live in the past because it gives them joy of the past uh, maybe successes that they have had right so they are, they are not very confident that today can give them success. So they always talk about their, their past. And so they are stuck there. Right. They are stuck in, yeah, they are stuck in a past. Other thing, another thing that can hinder you being in the present is your environment. 
if your environment is giving you cues that gives you reference to a past, then it's very hard for you to come in the present. For example, if you have, let's go, let's go back to, let's say, a loss again or loss of a job because it's happening right now. Right. Maybe you have lost a job and everything around you maybe is talking about or is referring to your office. Maybe you haven't, all the files are in your room, okay? You're still okay. using maybe a, the office phone. All your friends are friends that were in the office. And so there is nothing else so to you never find. get out. Exactly. Yeah. You need so to sort of cut that, off ties immediately. Well, yes, not immediately, yes. but it's important that you do that. That you sever yes. those ties. Yes. So it, it's, it's good to know that, yes, it happened. It was, it was part of my life, but how do I start moving on? So the environment that you are also in can actually influence you not to go into the present moment and always live in the past. Right. I like that. Reminds me of a, of a quote, you know, when they say, when they talk about neuroplasticity, they say, whatever you focus on, whatever you Mm -hmm. think about changes the structure of your brain. And therefore, if you're just thinking about this past that is not present, then it really changes even the way your brain feels. And so you're stuck in the past. Yes, very, very true. And and how can we take care of ourselves therefore, you know, um, just generally with with the pandemic, with these, what's happening, you've alluded to, you know, loss of jobs, grief, illness you know sickness of loved ones how can we take care of ourselves just generally okay generally again depending on the kind of person that you are there are people and i I see i think i said this in the past there are people who are thriving in this season because they, they prefer isolation they prefer distancing they just prefer being more alone than being in a in a group and so such people are thriving very very well but in this season, let me tell you one of the things that is I have I have found out, and for many of us, even including me, is a lack of knowledge. We are lacking knowledge in what this pandemic is all about. So we are forever seeking. You know, what have they said? Have they found what have they said? How is it being transmitted? Is a mask working? Is is you know, we are forever looking for knowledge or for information. And this information comes and accumulates in us, and most of it is not positive. It's most of the time uh, information that will give us a lot of anxiety. So you, you, you realize, oh, I think WHO, I'm not even sure if it's true or not, has said now it can be transmitted through the air. Yeah. Now it has said. <laughs> and especially so in the WhatsApp is- group, I think in the WhatsApp chat groups is where a lot of unverified information does take place that scares people and it's not confirmed Mm -hmm. yeah so what you're saying yeah does this work (laughs) it 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 just causes a lot of panic and anxiety so one of the things that i keep telling like the people i meet and even myself i keep telling myself is that work with what you know that has been verified they have told us the things we should do, wash your hands, social distance, put on your mask, you know, all right. those things. Just work with them until things change. Right. Then you will know. But trying to find more and more 
keeps your anxiety very high. I know of people right now who are unable to sleep. Insomnia has gone up. They are totally unable to sleep because of the anxiety. People actually wake up. There's a friend of mine who was telling me she woke up and put her hand on her heart just to just to determine, am I still breathing? Right. You know? Right. Yeah, and am I breathing well? Why was that so? It's because of what she had read just before she went to bed. Of how this this is mutating and people are saying there are different types of, of COVID. Do you have type A? Do you have type B? Do you have type C? And it was going up to F and she thought, I have all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Poor, 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 poor. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this, this, if you limit the information that is you're getting, especially unverified information, it can really help you. It can really help you take care of your, especially anxiety. Right. The other thing is that many, because of the being confined, sometimes we get out of routine. And yet routine helps us. It structures our lives. Exactly. So there are people, yeah, there are people who don't know when to wake up and when to sleep. And this totally, you know, throws your, your life around. So it's important to stay in a routine, right. whether you're going to work or not. At least know I'm waking up at seven or I'm waking up at eight. I'm taking breakfast. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It, it structures your day. So you are not like split. You don't know what you're doing next. Right. And, and some exercise would be good, isn't it, as well? Just some very, walking or some physical activity, isn't it? Yes, in fact, that was my next. Please, okay. as yeah, exercise your body. Exercise your body. Dopamine is good for you. It's very good for it. It, it, it gives you it energy, and when you are energetic, you're happier than when you're not. Uh, for for those of us who go further, you can even do breathing exercises. Right. You know. Yeah. And and, and just try make make refocus your thoughts. Sometimes we focus on what is not working. And it just, it is, what you focus on grows. Right. It becomes bigger. Yeah, it becomes bigger. So if you can focus on what's working in your life right now, it helps. So meditation, if you're a prayerful person, pray, you know, associate yourself with people who give you energy, positive energy, that will help you manage yourself. Yeah. Wow. I like the the two things. I really, I think that meditation and prayer, if, 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 if you believe in that, that that really sets you up and just being able to find this moment and then dopamine exercising and doing the routine. I almost feel like these are recipes, like if you're to retire as well, these are very good advice on just how to be able to overcome that, that gap. Yes. Very true. I was, I was, and you've probably answered this in your last question, but I was just going to ask you, you know, from your profession, because uh, many people are not feeling well mentally and emotionally. Yes. What, you know, just wanted to find out from you, what has COVID-19 been teaching you, Luna? Hey, okay. Let me start from where I am. Right. That I am new <laughs> for me personally that I, I, there are many things that, um, there are many things we can control and there are many things we cannot control. And we need to be aware when to let go. You know, like the serenity prayer. Right. Yeah. We need to, let, to know when to let go. There are many things that we have been doing that have worked very well for us. 
we used to hug. We used to say, oh, a hug is therapeutic. You know, right? we can't hug anymore. But how flexible are we to adjust to other ways of feeling the same? Right. So that is one of the lessons that I have learned, that I need to be flexible enough to change with what is changing. Because what I can't control, I have to flow with. Right. So one of the things that I know has caused a lot of trouble is people wanting to do things the way they have always done them. Yes, yes. It is causing a lot of stress. You know, when people saying, oh, I, I mean, working at home is just not working. But when you have done it three months now, four months, we, we are thinking this is the next be- best thing that we can do. So we are adjusting to, to eat. When we say school can't happen online, now we are thinking, how come we've never done school online oh all this time? Right, right. Yeah. So being flexible enough to adjust to what is happening will make your life a little easier. But when we are adamant that it's only done this way, then we'll be stuck where we are while the rest of the world is moving. And And that will cost you a lot of pain. Yes, exactly. We will be very unhappy people. Yes. Wow. Thank you. You have really, again, I think that just sums it, you know, being able to let go because we are creatures who are attached to things and then flexibility to change and move with the flow. Yes. That's such a a big challenge. And and I think that's what we're going to leave everyone with, you know, to Mm. see how flexible they are and and Mm -hmm. are they willing to let go so that they can live better and fuller lives. Yes, true. Thank you so much, Luna. As usual, it's such a joy to, to, to chat with you. The feedback I've received from you is that you break down things so simply that people are able to just understand. So thank you for, for breaking this down so simply in a way that makes it just digestible for those of us who are not professionals, for those who don't understand what um, emotional intelligence is, or even mindfulness. You have just mm-hmm. been um, a great, you know, supporter of, of what mindfulness does and how it helps our well-being. Thank you so Thank much. You. Well, that's all today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast. Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. Also, please share the link in your circles. You can follow me on Instagram, No Head Podcast, and check the website www.nohead.space. That wraps up what I have for you today. Catch you next time, my friend, and please take care of yourself. May you learn to let go. May you be flexible to the changes happening around you. And may you show compassion to yourself and to those around you. Till we meet again, please drop me a comment on the social media channels. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.